Welcome to Worker Movement, a podcast dedicated to the working class, a podcast dedicated to raising class consciousness. This podcast is for you, for us, for the worker. The election has mercifully occurred. Biden will almost certainly cross the 270 electoral vote threshold to become president-elect, needing either Nevada, Pennsylvania, or Georgia. All states will probably eventually end up winning. While we wait for the inevitable outcome to enter the public consciousness, there's plenty to discuss. My favorite take from all this election shit has been all of the conspiracy theory stuff that's coming out, like how the federal government, Trump knew that this was going to be a bullshit election, so he put isotopes in all of the real ballots, and that the the military is going to be able to measure the isotopes in the real ballots and get rid of all the fake ones, let the real let the real shit happen, or or all the retarded chuds that keep showing the map of red and blue states and showing like the ninety percent red and. And ten percent blue, and they're going. Well, how how can the state how can the state go to Biden if it's if it look how red the state is? Like, yeah, you're not voting on area per house; you're voting on one vote per person. <laughs> and it's just a glass, the little girl with the two glasses of water that have the same volume. Yeah, yeah they, they don't understand. They're the same. Yeah, but I think it's not necessarily they don't understand. I think they're just looking for a reason to prove that they're smart or the conjecture that the 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 election was stolen but they want to rationalize know. their outcome that's what all it is it's, it's just inferred justification right trump won the only reason only way that biden could have won was through cheating and the only type of cheating we can find is that um a, a friend of mine sent me something that was like um look at this they requested their absentee ballot like in august and they it was received in September, and they didn't return it to November second. This seems this seems like a conspiracy. It's like, well, yeah, but the the voting was November third, and if they're an elderly person, that's probably because it's an old folks' home, and they just balk picked him up. That's 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 how it's always worked. I love the Geiger counter theory, where they're like, we're gonna put some isotope on this ballot, and then we're gonna combine it and go. Beep, 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 beep. Yep, that that one's real. You can have like people wearing like leaded suits to be like, oh, that's a that's a fake ballot. This is a real one. Beep, 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 beep. Well, and I've been doing this for too long, so I got to swap out. <laughs> yeah, my guy. The other, my other favorite part about it has been all the videos of the of the poll workers, like these poor assholes that just are just opening envelopes and throwing the envelopes on the floor and then making the piles nice so they can be ran through. And they're like, what are they getting rid of? What are they throwing away? It's like, well, they come in envelopes. So I'm guessing it's the envelope. Why do they need a pen? That was all one day. Why do they have to have a pen so they can cheat? It's like, well, you can't just fill in like extra bubbles or it won't be counted anyway. So it's not like they could just change the vote. They're probably doing tally marks that they have an actual count. Like again, it's all that rationalization. It's all it's all the insanity and all the fear mongering. And and every absentee ballot has like nine envelopes. You have like the envelope that it was mailed in, and then you have the envelope inside that has your like signature on it. And then you open that envelope, and there's an envelope with the ballot. Yeah, your secret your your ballot protector envelope. That yeah, yeah. And then inside there is like a piece of paper. There's a coupon. There's like like <laughs> thanks for moving type of shit in there, right? And you have these poll workers that are like wearing gloves that are like moisturized because they spend their whole day getting like their fingers just dehydrated by dealing with paper all day. God. And, and like then take an uh, envelope out of another envelope and pass it on to the next person next to them doing the same thing. 
who has to take your shady ballot you filled out with fucking peanut butter all over your hands <laughs> while drinking your whiskey and putting like coffee coffee rings all over it that's sitting out in just the dirt and just you use a crayon to color in the things and they're gonna go it doesn't work i wonder why we're gonna have to contest a vote like, i voted what the fuck my vote doesn't count it's like well sir you know you can't use shit to smear all over the the absentee ballot and think that's gonna count. Yeah, you voted in peanut butter, and the machine cannot <laughs> tell whether your circle is filled in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you only partially filled in with your peanut butter smudges, sir. <laughs> We've set this ballot aside, and we're gonna have to, you know, manually count it or whatever the procedure is. Sir, you kill three of our poll workers who were peanut allergies. <laughs> They sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Why is the vote counting taking so long? Well, we've had three poll volunteers because I don't even know if some of these people are getting paid. I don't know either. Got anaphylaxis and they couldn't make it out of their plexiglass bubble fast enough to avoid the. <laughs> yeah, we hire them all on TaskRabbit for 13 cents an hour. <laughs> Most of them can't even read. <laughs> Which is how we know they're not cheating. That's how we know we're not cheating, yeah. Yeah. We drove by Home Depot and we, we said get in. They got in. There, there's an official Maricopa County pickup truck that goes to <laughs> gather yeah. poll workers. What the fuck? It's like it, my my other favorite theory is the um uh how Kanye West stole the election from Trump in like Nevada. Or like the unregistered, un- unaffiliated got got ten thousand votes, and so did Joe Jorgensen. We'll add this together, and Trump would have won. Couldn't they just stop that? It's like wow, it feels just like when the Green Party gets dunked on all the time. Could, couldn't you just have not ran? Like yeah, that's it. We just want two parties forever. Well, and the and the people that are like consciously voting green or libertarian or whatever whatever other dog shit party have like clearly made a choice that they don't give a shit like regardless of the outcome they're gonna sleep just fine yeah i i don't even understand like the the argument about how the green party won the election for was it bush during yeah um, nader nader right nader you know won it for bush oh it's great to have third party candidates gotta love the tea party but then all of a sudden when their candidate loses it's like fuck these guys a bunch of assholes in this case, ranked choice voting may have actually helped Trump win. Considering there was no left party potentially to steal a vote away from Biden. And it would have it would have been one of those scenarios where it's like the devils are in the detail and the Democrats which would have pushed for ranked choice voting and got it, and then all of a sudden they lost some of the key swing states because all of the libertarian vote one point one or one point four percent stack on and it gets you over fifty percent. Yeah, look at Susan Collins in Maine. Yep. Ranked choice voting in Maine. Everybody was like, oh, this will cause more progressive candidates to win. No, the absolute no. ghoul Republican that just tactically votes on anything of consequence to be like, oh, I, I didn't agree with my party on this, even though I, my vote didn't matter. Still won by like 7%. Yeah, she's fucking slaughtered. And that's where ranked choice comes in. It still does help the the... The predominant party, right? I mean that—that's what it will do. And, and I think those states that wanted a firewall red would have been smart to put in ranked choice voting. But that's me. I guess the craziest thing for all of this is 
did the Democrats keep the House, right? Yes, but they lost a couple seats. Right, and it, is that, you think, towards gerrymandering? Because it doesn't make any sense for you to pick up the popular vote again, and then you have gerrymandering, or, you know, then lose the House seats. So I think this is another case where gerrymandering is going to be on the table again for 2020. Yeah, and as as the local state legislatures uh, reapportion after the census in 2022, so this coming kind of election cycle, we'll get new House districts, and I fully expect that the Republicans will gerrymander again, and I think it's pretty likely that the federal house will go back to the republicans i think that's one of the the only outcomes that you're going to see that that's a, sort of a negative here about the the census being taken so late not underneath the republican president is that it was all designed to hold for the republican party but what i don't get is is the gerrymandering that can come up from let's say texas if texas doesn't do a good job census are they going to get as many seats as they would have if they would have counted you know all of the Let's call them three-fifths votes, the illegal immigrants, right? We'll, we'll go back to the idea of, of having slavery where you have an uns, you have people that you don't want in your in your state to be counted, but it's still beneficial. In this case, you have immigrants or you have, you know, I guess, uh, undocumented individuals living there. That counts as your population. So if you're in the South, you kind of wanted them to go and, and count them all, right? Yeah, you want the tax revenue associated with having more people. Uh, you want the roads, you want the hospitals, you want the school apportionment to be in line with what your actual people population is, and then you get more yep. votes federally too. Yep. So what are we going to do then about you know the? It seems like the census undercounting the southern states may actually benefit the north. Totally could happen. You're going to see a, a hodgepodge of states. They're going to gain and lose seats. I think there's going to be five or six that are gain and like 13 or 14 are going to lose a seat. And there's a bunch of shithole red states that only have three that can never lose any type of seats because they're just trash. Um, and then and then what you're going to see is a, a couple of states that are probably going to start dicking around with the gerrymandering. But in all honesty, if you're the party in power, do you gerrymander? If it's game theory, I'd say, yeah, 100%. You always gerrymander. You always gerrymander. In any fucking shit lib that tells you that it's against the rules or it's not about the electorate or it's it's bad for the population is a liar and they don't actually understand electoralism. The idea is to win every single time, which means you should contract two Republican seats together if you're Democrats. Destroy a, destroy a Republican seat. Why? Because that's the only way you're going to keep the House. Gerrymander. Keep a solid state blue so you can have your speaker there. We I mean, do everything you can to maintain power, not to maintain political, I guess, correctness, but to absolutely maintain power. And so with the, the rise of, I guess, Georgia and Arizona and even Texas going kind of more blue than it historically has, there's some likelihood that the legislature in those states will be slightly more democratic. But owing to previous gerrymandering and previous cycles, it's still likely that Republicans will control the process in all three of those states. Yep. Uh, and so you can expect there to be a, a more advanced gerrymander again, where those states tilt back to the red side because of demographic changes. So, for example, I think Texas is supposed to gain three seats from the census. Just as a projection, don't know if that's going to actually play out or not. But if the Republicans control Texas at the legislative level, why wouldn't you gerrymander those three seats to be Republican? Every time. No questions asked. It basically sets you back 10 years. 
all the gains Democrats made in the last 10 years, if you don't control the House and the Senate and the governors in those states, it sets you back. There's no there's no reason to even try again. So demographically at the national level, Arizona, Georgia, and Texas might be in play at the statewide level, but their local politics will be still Republican-dominated due to gerrymandering. So you'll see potentially these states matter presidentially, but not matter from a Senate or House of Reps point of view going forward. Uh, so the presidency seems kind of likely to stay more towards the Dem side of things going forward in the next decade. Yeah, which which speaks to the idea of what voter engagement is, what it actually means to to have a real true blue firewall or a red firewall, whatever you want to call it, in these states. And and again, if you've gerrymandered your state correctly, you're the minority party, but you stay in power. And I think you're going to see the same thing in Arizona, Georgia, and Texas because they want to stay in power. Even if its demographics are shifting, they will do everything they can to make sure that they they keep power into the next census. And that's the way it works when you have everything based on census voting, is that the party that stays in power can make sure and maintain power the entire time. So a real-life example of this occurring is Wisconsin. They have a Democratic governor, uh, but their entire state legislature is Republican-dominated. So they're a blue state with a minority representation at the state level. And we can expect that to continue to play out basically naturally in all these reddish states that actually voted blue at the state level. Yep. And and there's nothing you can do about it. You can attempt to sue. You can attempt to do all this electoral stuff. But, you know, if if, uh, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin is held by the Republican Party, they're not going to give up power. So this is why having individual states sometimes is a is not actually what democracy is because it is this type of mentality in which a small group of people can hijack and hold that actually take away your ability to vote. It's the same idea electoral college in which you have the, you know, smaller States having predominantly larger effect on the overall vote than let's say California, which has a massive population. Yep. It over, over samples land uh, and it cares less about people, which creates all sorts of weird false incentives. Oh yeah, like, like it, there's no incentive for any anybody blue to visit a red state, ever, because th- it's three. So you're gonna waste eight and a half million dollars to go pick up three votes potentially. No, that's a waste of resources. You're gonna go to you know like exposed to Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama. You know you're gonna go to the states that have much larger numbers of electoral college. You know, I guess I call them points, but votes. And the ones that are possibly up for grabs. You're not going to go to these small little shithole states. Even on the blue side, right? You're talking about like New Hampshire. I can go to New Hampshire. Who cares? I can go to Delaware. Who cares? So now that Biden's won, or looks imminently likely to win, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, what can we sort of expect to happen as we go forward into the next kind of congressional cycle? Well, I have... um some grim news anybody that thought that Biden was going to roll back tax cuts that's not going to happen we're, we're gridlocked the senate's going to stay republican they're not going to give up that power the house is going to be barely blue enough to do anything and you're going to have biden floundering at trying to remember what the hell he was talking about 20 minutes before that so i, I think in a, in a way corporations won because they're not going to be taxed right i mean that's what it is um, we're going to see possibly a stimulus bill on covid that's fine. That's actually what we need. We may see an infrastructure bill, but it's going to be wired down and give lots of tax breaks, you know, to the to the wealthy and the big corporations to do them. We're not going to see any movement on 
probably unions, environmental shit, none of that. He's going to probably roll back all the insanity that Trump did with executive orders. But we'll see. And Trump set the stage for that. Yeah, there's 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 a hefty precedent for doing whatever you want with executive power. And I mean, you can speculate that Biden should use it. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to do know. anything. He's going to no. keep Fauci on board. He's going to keep all the ghouls at the coronavirus task force that have been completely inept. They're all staying on board, but he's going to have some inane, oh, we're going to focus on the science now. And it's like, okay, well, great. So everybody has to wear a mask. I don't see him doing a federal mask mandate. I think you'll basically just see Biden wear a mask during a speech where he tells people not to be idiots. And then the population will continue being idiots. Uh, believe it or not, just because Joe Biden win, COVID is not going to go away. You're a liar. My Joe Biden's going to fight that. Now that Biden's won, what do you think is going to happen with the protesting? Uh, well, first of all, I'm sure that Biden's going to hold a beer summit. That he learned that from Obama. Um, second, I think he's going to see the shit libs are going to start to reduce themselves. But I think that because Biden won, before Trump can leave office, he's got to do some law and order shit. And I bet he's going to go crack down on some some protesters. So there was some protesting uh, on election night and Wednesday. Uh, Portland, you had some, some stuff going down in Minnesota. I think there was some pro-Trump protesting in Arizona during some of the vote counting. And I think it's kind of shocked some of the shit libs. Like, well, why is the protesting still going on? Yes, yes. I don't think they actually understand why people are protesting because they thought that once they got the candidate, they're gonna it's gonna be special and over. Because the shit libs don't really comprehend anything. I don't think at all. They think that it's all about electoralism. They think that's all about you know playing fairly. That when you get the person you want in power, that's all gonna end. And that's not what it is. It's some real grievances. And the grievances are gonna continue with the Biden presidency. So on, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, like 700 people got arrested on the highway in Minnesota and they were directly protesting against Trump and against Biden basically being pro-cop, anti-black. And it was just a crackdown. So it's like, well, now that Biden's president, you can more directly crack down because the libs just want to have brunch now. The, sh the shit libs believe that because they have power, that it's going to be peace, that all the years of abuse and all the years of insanity are, are, are going to all automatically go away. And that's not true. Right. And they're not going to be able to comprehend to the fullest why people are mad they're not going to be able to understand in suburbia suburbia why somebody would be so pissed off with a president who says that he's he's pro-cop and and you know anti-abuse or something which it can't be the same and they're not gonna be able to understand the the injustices that they've had for a long time he pretends he does but you know if you don't vote by and you ain't black i guess <laughs> you know I, I mean it comes down to the part where uh, the people in power and we talked about this before they don't really understand because they don't live that life why people have grievances. The only good thing that's coming out of this, though, is that tr Trump almost won, so Biden barely beat him, and there's no mandate. There's no mandate saying, oh, Biden's going to be up. You know, Biden's supposed to be passing laws. He didn't take the Senate. He's such a shitty fucking candidate, he couldn't take the Senate when the Senate was up for grabs. Yeah, so the protesting will continue. and. For the vast majority of people, I think they're going to wonder, well, Biden won. Why are they protesting? Weren't they protesting for Biden presidency? And it's like, no, not really. They were pretty directly protesting against basically everything Biden has historically accomplished as a politician. And one last kind of final little word on protesting is don't go block the highway because it doesn't accomplish anything. 
it just pisses off people, you should go protest in bougie areas. Yeah, like, go park your fucked up vehicle outside of someone's gated house. Just do that. You know what they do in Argentina? The farmers and other people that get pissed off, truck drivers, drive in the city, they run out of gas. And their trucks and their shit are stuck there. Take all your shithole cars, if you have one, park it downtown, take the keys out, and slash all your tires. Good fucking luck, right? Chain it all together. I'll bring chain. I'll help you chain your shit together. I don't care. You can't move 400 cars downtown if every single car that has flat tires. In fact, you don't have to cut your own tires. They have tools. You can take the core out. It doesn't matter. But you you can you can basically cripple an area like like they did in Detroit where they just slowed down. I think it was 2008. Was that when it was? They were going like 35 miles an hour on the highway and just taking turns, slowing down traffic, which is when you slow down truckers, you are directly attacking capital. But it was done over a long period of time. It wasn't just like on a Friday night where you got drunk and, you know, decided to walk downtown. So I think in the coming years, we're going to see protesting get a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more targeted, a little bit uh, less kind of formulaic where you go to a location, the police kind of shoot tear gas at you and a couple of people get arrested. And then the next night you do the same thing. This is kind of pattern in Portland. You're going to start seeing this a little bit more tactical protesting that really intends to inconvenience people to raise your point without needing to incur the mass arrests and sort of the police brutality. You're going to have to do that because there's no other way of doing it. And you have to bring in a, a bigger set of allies. You know, you cannot ask a comfortable white or anybody really, but you say white because that's stereotypically what we think of as someone who's comfortable and never has a problem. Um, you can't ask people to be an ally if it's it's always inconvenient and it's always putting their life in danger, even though they're an ally on your side. And their life is in danger not because you decide to protest, but because you're up against capital and you're up against police force who are willing to do anything they can to maintain law and order, which is what they you know voted for when they voted for Biden or they voted for the candidates. But again, you have to get that coalition to be bigger than what it is. And that means that you have to reach out and find a way that you can bring people together. I'm not talking about bullshit summits because nothing gets done. I'm saying like, you know, boycott, stop buying stuff, right? Drive a different way. Stop using gas stations in a certain part of town, right? It's corporate money. Destroy the corporate money. Shop somewhere else. Bring a shitty town to its knees. If you live in a town that you don't like the way it is, break the Chamber of Commerce. Stop visiting anybody's store that's in that area and go to another town and spend your money there. That's the type of stuff you have to do, and that's the type of organization we need. So is Trump going to get prosecuted? Oh, hell no, at the federal level. And I think the states are going to forget who Trump is in 2021. I agree. I think that the controlled up op- the controlled opposition of trying to bring him down and it was what it was, controlled opposition. They basically threw everything they had to stop his presidency. And you know, Trump when he says that stuff is right, there was people who were trying to stop him and rightfully so. He was a piece of shit, still is and will always be. Um but I don't I don't think New York has the balls to go after him. There was too much money uh to be fundraised against him. And now that he's kind of not the shining, steaming pile of shit on the hill, people are going to lose interest. Absolutely lose interest. And you're going to probably see things like a reshuffling of any prosecutor that wants to go after him. Now, if Biden was petty, he'd go after Trump's kids, but all Trump's going to have to do at the federal level, and this is what I would do if I was Trump, is basically pardon everybody. 
I would get my 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 phone out and go with my contacts list and all my email names and just literally just say everybody in my phone is pardoned. For future episodes and to learn more about the worker movement, join us at workermovement.com.